Kando Calrissian and the women have taken control. It's about damn time, right? Wes and Steve are sitting this one out while Desi and Joey are here to take their place in View the Right Thing. The ladies have journeyed from a paradise to deliver their take on the landmark film Wonder Woman in theaters now. Ladies, put on those tiaras, lasso yourself a snack, and men, just sit back and relax. We got this. It's time for View the Right Thing. Welcome to a special episode of Mm -hmm. View the Right Thing. Uh, This episode is not just for ladies, well, for men also, but by the ladies. We Mm -hmm. are taking over the podcast. Boom! I am Desiree, and I am here with Joey. Hello. Joey, uh, do you want to tell our viewsters what it is that you do and... Yes, and this is how I came to meet Wes and Desi. I, um, when I'm not acting... (laughs) Uh, I'm a professional organizer, and we had worked on a very large yard, I call it a yard slash estate sale, um, and got to be very close. I think we kind of, we all kind of hit it off very quickly and immediately wanted to have game dates and stuff like that with each other. So I'm a professional organizer, and I'm also an actress, and recently, I think most recently I was seen on an episode of Mad Men, an episode of Code Black, and then I was on a bunch of episodes of Teen Wolf. That's awesome. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Um, I like to call myself an unprofessional organizer. <laughs> Nobody pays me to do it, but... <laughs> but you're a professional interior designer. That is true, and you do need to be very organized Absolutely. Um, so, uh, I'm going to give a special thank you to Shando Calrissian, who's doing our intro for this episode. Shando. Um, we love Dwayne, but the ladies are taking it over, so... Shando's awesome. She's doing. She did our our excellent intro, and uh, so thank you for that, mm-hmm. Shando. Um, okay, so we're gonna obviously talk about Wonder Woman, Jess. Um, but before we dive into that, what have you been up to? Oh gosh, what have I been up to? <laughs> Working my butt off. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. I have a new landlord, so there's a bunch of change going on around the place. Mm. Um, so I've been like, I've been planting things because my neighbor had a bunch right. of that just moved had a bunch of planters, and so I, I can only grow succulents because I have a brown thumb. Oh, like, me I, too. I, I can't grow anything. Yeah. No. I can't either. (laughs) I mean, I think at one point I had like a a mini herb garden that was doing well for about a summer and then it went to pot, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had, um, someone gave me a succulent once, like a potted succulent and I killed it. Yeah. Because I probably gave it too much water because I was so worried about killing it. (laughs) Exactly. I'm doing that with my money tree right now. Uh, Yeah. And so when you see your money tree that has been thriving for like five years start to lose leaves, your superstitions kick in and Uh, you're like, what is happening? You're like, oh no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we we moved here to this house recently. So we were in an apartment before. So we have just started an herb garden. Oh. We have a little um, jalapeno plant. Yeah. Which has got... Four or five little jalapenos coming out of it. That's just exciting. just started. It's so that's pretty exciting. But Wes is mostly in charge of that because I will kill it. Yeah, I literally kill it. You know, my mom's idea for um, when she passes away, she's like, "I would like to be real." Well, hey, little Gregory Hines, 
Uh, I would like to be reincarnated and I would like a little bit of my ashes. Not reincarnated. I would like to be. <laughs> of course she wants to be reincarnated. I mean, yeah, that'd be great. She wants to be cremated and have little bits of her ashes put into like some type of planter or something for all of my brothers and blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. And I said, Mom, you are, that is the wrong thing for me. I will have guilt the rest of my life because I know that I, I will kill. kill that plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a like a service where you can get it like I, like these like, pods, yeah, pod thing, and yeah. you just kind of go back in your nutrients right, exactly. go back into the earth, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I, that would be mom. super super like a big guilt trip if you. Oh my god, be the worst, <laughs> the worst. <laughs> I don't think my mom would ever do that to me because she's also really terrible with plants. <laughs> she wouldn't even think about it. No, no, no. We had for a while one really good like ivy plant growing in our kitchen window and Mm. then my mom you know there was like a a pan fire she was cooking something oh my god there's a pan fire she took the pan to the sink caught the curtains and the plant on fire oh my gosh (laughs) and she was like forget it i'm not not regrowing it (laughs) (laughs) well there goes that yeah there goes that idea so you know i'm I'm not putting any plants (laughs) in the kitchen no plants (laughs) no in the kitchen nope so, you know, it's kind of exciting, like, seeing things grow out in the yard, but I'm, like, mostly, like, Wes is mostly in charge. Yeah, yeah. That's why I need to get me a partner who's doing that side of things. Yeah. You go out and plant stuff, honey. Right, yeah. <laughs> I am in charge of watering the lawn, but that's only because I take the dog out in the morning. Right. So then I can remember to do it. Yeah, it's still yeah. early before the sun, like, you know. Kills everything anyway. Yeah, water and yeah. <laughs> Trying to do your SoCal duty by not doing it when it's boiling. Outside. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'm still probably watering it more than I should. But. You know, I did that because my yard in my at my apartment was all grass at first, and there was just no amount of watering it that was going to keep that grass alive. Oh no! And well, and we had one side had no grass when we moved in. Oh, because the parking in this area is crazy. So the previous residents of this place, which was like you know, three or four girls really were sharing this place. So they all had their own cars. So they were parking on the lawn on one half. So there was no grass on that side anymore. And the sprinklers were broken. Like they'd been like, you know, driven over and broken and stuff. So when we moved in, we had the gardeners plant new grass and the sprinklers and stuff. Um, so that was really exciting, like, seeing it come in, but then, like, half of it died already. <laughs> then I say, when you get really tired of it, you're just like, pea gravel. Yeah, just, right. Yeah. Just rocks. Rocks. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm determined to keep it alive for the dog. Yeah. Because it's important. It was, like, a bit, I mean, it was so hard to find an even somewhat reasonably priced place with a yard in L.A. God, like, I don't think it's ever going to happen for me. It, no, I mean... It almost didn't for us. Like, it was really difficult. It's and a cool we don't, place. And we don't even have a backyard, only front yard. What is this this gangway so, to the side? So we have, behind the, our, our house is a guest house, which is rented separately. So they have the garage and the guest house, which I think is one or two bedrooms. I okay. I've never been in there, but... Do you guys own that part of the property? No, well, we don't own any of it. We're renting. Oh, I thought you guys bought this house. No, okay. I wish. <laughs> Got it. Got but it. again, real estate in LA is mm-hmm. kind of insane. So Ridiculous. we're just renting. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we sh- we share the driveway basically, and then they have the garage, and then we have the carport oh, right okay. behind the house. So luckily, there's plenty of parking for both of us. 
um, because we only have you know the two cars. Yeah. But uh, you have to share the driveway, which means I have to make sure that I go close the gate before I let the dog out. In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear those two dudes out there having a jam session? Oh my gosh, I'm sure they. Were, I'm sure they were. It's really funny because like. In some ways, this neighborhood's a lot quieter than our last neighborhood because before we were living across the street from uh, baseball fields. Oh. So there were like little league games going on all the time, and there was like a park and a you know recreational like swim p- swimming pool, like public swimming pool there as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. and tennis courts and everything. So it was you know noise, but there wasn't a ton of noise at night. Like it was fairly quiet, quiet. at night. Mm-hmm. Around here, there are a lot of people with uh, outdoor dogs. Ooh. And they, you know, one starts barking, then they all oh, start Oh, yeah, barking. that sets them all off. And, <laughs> and there are um, some super noisy birds outside of our house for some reason. Like mockingbirds? I don't know what they are, but they, they start chirping at like 8 p.m. and do all night. Like they're oh, not really? Data. It's super weird. They're really noisy at night. I never hear them in the daytime. And that's funny because I haven't heard any birds at my place at night. But in the daytime, there's this one that chirps where it sounds like a smoke detector's <laughs> battery's dying. Oh, God. And it is, it, it's and the it, worst. And it yeah. gets that part of your ear where you're like, i got to stop that. Yeah. It's <laughs> awful. So um, we, we looked, it's kind of gotten better. So I don't know if maybe it was like really young birds or something. Oh, I don't know what like the deal was. Yeah. But we looked into it a little bit and... They say if you put like a fake owl outside, oh yeah, everybody's doing sca- that. They'll scare them. It'll scare them away. Like they'll be like, "Oh, this is that guy's territory. I'll right. go find another tree." Or whatever. A lot of people use those. I've seen. Yeah, them. I see them on like um, like big hotels sometimes because mm-hmm. they don't want like the people complaining that there's well, birds yeah, that, waking yeah. up and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so birds, jeez, crazy birds, crazy and birds. we have a million neighborhood cats. Oh, God. I've seen at least four different ones coming in and out of our yard. So many feral cats yeah. around here. And I'm going to have to figure out how to plant something outside of the windows because there's like a lot of dirt there and they just use it as a litter box. And yep. it's, pre- it's pretty gross. You, 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 you. Yeah. So, yeah. And you're just a teeny little monster over there. Yeah, Walt. I mean, he will chase the cats. If he sees them, he will absolutely chase them. And he scares them away. <laughs> you're pretty good at it, huh, buddy? You're a tough guy. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. a tough guy. Mm-hmm. You a tough guy? Yeah. I like to think I am, Mom. He's, he's, very, um, he's very protective. And he's also definitely uses his bark as a tool because he knows he's not very big. Uh-huh. So we'll be outside... And he'll be barking at the neighbors who are across the street in their own yard, minding their oh own God. business. <laughs> Stop it! I know. Then we get the squirt bottle, and I'm like, but you better be nice. <laughs> You're being a jerk. That's like your second name, jerk. Jerk. He knows it, too. Yeah, he does. He's stopped for a moment. He's like, an, <laughs> yes, yes, mother. Smell my monster. Hi, baby. So, how, how long ago did you get to see Wonder Woman? We saw it Sunday night? This weekend. We saw it over the weekend. It feels like it's Friday to me already. Yeah. Um, I just started a new job and it's like they've been understaffed for a while. And it's like a high, like, like high intensity job to begin with. Oh, gosh. So it's like I 
don't know whether you're coming or going. Yeah, I'm like, I don't. What day is it? I yeah. don't know. Like, I, it was a miracle that I got off of work when I did tonight. <laughs> yeah, I heard. So <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you know, you're here. It was you're meant here. to be. It was yeah. meant to be for me to re- record the podcast tonight. So I'm I'm really glad that it worked out because like it really felt like it wasn't going to happen. So. Yeah. We're just, you're, everybody, you're really lucky that I'm doing this podcast. Oh, damn. Let them know. <laughs> Let them know. So, um, so anyway, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think what trailers we saw before Wonder Woman. I got one. One trailer. And it was where, the Tom Hardy movie. Where did you see it? At the Arclight. Oh, well, we saw it at the Arclight. Pasadena. They were I, they were showing it in some type of format, and so that gave us oh, the luxury of like seeing extra this special screening. And, or yeah, and this trailer was like, like, like a full scene. You watched a full scene. It was really loud, and <laughs> the it was like, always super loud. I yeah. love how they give you like a disclaimer at the beginning, like Plunder FYI, enough. we don't have any control over the volume of the trailers yeah. so don't come complain to us about it <laughs> yeah. when the movie starts then you can fine. complain yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny it is really it really cracks me up that trailer looked really intense but it almost looked more intense than i could sit through because it's yeah, like yeah. i mean just the thought of watching a guy in a plane especially a plane during what i think it was world war ii or mm-hmm. maybe it was world no it's world war ii and the way that they have to look around the cockpit so, and it's yeah. normal to them like i'm already motion sick just it, watching just them doing it, it. yeah <laughs> meanwhile it's like oh i got him he's down there's you know smoking plane going down into the ocean and you're like but that that could be you like at any moment <laughs> that right, could yeah. be you <laughs> this is like I'm, I'm either going home or i'm going there right and i'm like i don't i don't know if i want to see this movie I yeah. can't, it's too loud and it's in my face. <laughs> it's freaky looking. Yeah. I'm trying, I can't, like, can't even remember what trailers we saw. I'm like I said, it's been a long week. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, God, do I know anything else that's coming out now that you yeah. would have seen? Well, I know Spider-Man's coming out soon. Yeah. But I have definitely not seen a trailer for that. Let's see what um, else do we got. I don't want to see it. This is like a habit of Wes's that I've kind of have succumbed to. Is that like I don't? If it's like a movie I'm super excited about, I don't want to see a trailer on like a small like my computer or my phone or whatever. I want to see it in the theater. So I mean, you're excited to see the new it? Yeah, I am excited to see that. I'm excited to see Spider Man. It's coming out really soon, and it's you know I haven't seen a trailer. I've been avoiding it. It did not play before this movie, probably for obvious reasons. Right, right. <laughs> it being, a, you know, a Marvel yeah. film. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that comes out next month. I think in, in, almost, in exactly a month, I think. Oh, wow. The 7th. I think my watch died. I was going to see Great. what day it was, but pretty sure that. it's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited for that. Uh I'd love to see some, you know, more female superhero movies, mm. but I will uh, suffice with Spider-Man for mm-hmm. now. Um, when does Blade Runner come out? Oh, actually, I have seen a trailer for that. I don't think we saw it at Wonder Woman, but I have seen a trailer for it. I haven't seen a trailer for that yet. I'm excited to see that. I feel like I haven't seen the original one in so long that I 
would need to rewatch it. That's funny because I was late to the party on Blade Runner for some reason. Yeah, well, I don't think I saw it like when it originally came out. Yeah, either, but I have seen it. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I, I swear I've seen this. Wes movie. and I have this this funny thing happens to us where he'll be like, "You haven't seen this movie," and then we'll get like twenty minutes in, and I'll be like, "Oh no, I have seen." Uh huh. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what I just saw? I just saw that Tom Hardy and Killian Murphy are both in Dunkirk, and I love Killian Murphy because I'm such a um, uh, Peaky Blinders fan. Oh, okay. And it just just such a weird looking dude yeah. can be so <laughs> sexy, so sexy. <laughs> Um, so maybe I'll see it, but I'll see it on a small screen so I don't feel like I'm falling into the ocean. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can't think of any trailers, mm-hmm. any other trailers at the top of my head that I have seen recently, but I'm sure there are some. I'll probably think of them later. Yeah, of course. We'll, Something that'll we'll jog your... Them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so main attraction, Wonder Woman. We both saw it. Yep. Within the, the last week. Yep. Um, it's the reason we're doing this special episode. Uh, partially in solidarity with the... Uh, ladies. With <laughs> the ladies who lunch. The ladies. The, the ladies, ladies in general, yes. But mm. with also with um, Austin. Yeah. Uh, and the, I know the name of the theater and it's totally... Blanking on it now. To the library. Then. Yeah, the um, uh, Wes. What's it called? Theater. Alamo Draft House. Oh, Alamo Draft House. Thank you. Alamo I, Draft House. I was like, I know, I know it. Way to be I Alamo know Draft it's some, House. Like, beer reference, kind of. Together's <laughs> 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 Draft House. Alamo Draft House. Uh, so they're doing. Started with one women-only screening of this film. And it sold out really fast. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there was this whole uproar from a bunch of men being babies, apparently. I don't understand why it was such a big deal uh, to yeah. just have an all-female screening. I don't know. I don't know. And it kind of... Well, and, you know, men were... Some some men, obviously not all men, some men were making the point like, oh, it's reverse sexism or like... That's people who say that out. there's reverse racism. Oh, right. It's and they're like, like, you cannot say not, that. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like... You don't get to complain that there's a women-only screening when there's been men-only everything, everything for forever. Exactly. Like, you know, it's like... It's unfortunately a, <laughs> a sign of our times because I guess yeah. people now only know what they have grown up with. And right. they've seen more female equality and more racial equality. But, like, that is not deep history. That's it's recent right. history. It's very recent. And I was ignorant. I'm going to really make myself look terrible here but like I went I went to a high school where I was in the minority and I thought it was so cool you know because it was just it was different and whatever and I had experienced the fact that African-American girls at my school wanted to fight me and my friends when we were when we were all cool with each other because one of the dudes was flirting with us <laughs> and we didn't out of it no I was like why are they upset with us now and they're gonna kick my balls and I didn't get it and then I thought Oh, there's that, and then the, you know some people just walk slow in front of it, and you you know like it was just, and I was like, well, that was reverse racism, and I brought this up in a class, a sociology class, again where I was in the minority, and I love the fact that they were very patient with my ignorance <laughs> because it was like what you're feeling, the the 
you know, like my love of black people, you know, was just, it was how, just how I felt. Like I just, yeah. I loved where I grew up. I loved the people I grew up around. I loved the people I went to school with. And I hated being called college girl by uh, an African-American dude at a, at a gas station in, in Cal City thinking like, why does he think I'm overprivileged just because I'm white? And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, Joey, now it's so much clearer to me. I mean, I was such yeah. a kid and I was so dumb then. But I was like, oh, you have white guilt, you dumbass. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I didn't know that that was a thing. And now yeah, I know it's yeah. a thing. And, like, it all makes sense. Like, for the longest time, I didn't think anything about feminism. And then, you know, starting to see my friends who were much more intelligent than I was kind of schooling me as to what real feminism really was. And it's not yeah. just being like, F you, the man. Right. <laughs> There's more to it than that. Yeah. And realizing how much stuff in my past was really shaped because I was a female or attractive or thin or white yeah, or any yeah, of those things. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. And for like, better or for worse. Right. And I think I think like I you know, I grew up in a very small town in the middle of Montana mm. where there were almost no minority people at all. Mm-hmm. Like it was very heavily white, white. people. Um, and you know, cowboys, <laughs> yeah. not just white people, but cowboys. cowboys. <laughs> um, I mean like some of my nephews are like ranch hands. Like, I mean like their first shoes are cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> like and you know, they are like super excited when they drive by and they see, you know, grandpa's cows and they know their grandpa's because of their tag color or whatever. Wow. And they're like want to roll down the window and be like, good morning, cat. Like, those are our cows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I definitely had, had no idea growing up. I mean, obviously, I was exposed to media, so I knew that it, it was a thing. Yeah. But, like, I had no real exposure to any kind of, like, racism yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's funny because... When I look back now and when I, even when I visit now and like I visit people who have still live there and have never left there and, you know, I, they say things that I go, oh my God, that's totally racist. Yeah. Like, yeah. and they don't know. Yeah. Because no, they've been saying it for years. Exactly. And yeah. like nobody corrects them because there's nobody, there's no minorities around to care that they're saying it. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. It and still like, needs to change. It definitely does. And like, you know, if it's like something... If it's some, like, you know, whatever, minor stigma, I will just be like, I'm not going to, that's not my place to bring right. this up. But if it's something, like, big, then I'll be like, whoa, And listen. that's why I also, <laughs> I have a hard time with the fact that there were men up in arms, like, obviously, there's going to be trolls on the internet. Oh, yeah, Just absolutely. wanting to spout their, their ideas because they can spout their ideas. Yeah. Uh, uh, behind, you know, an anonymous image online. And a stupid screen name. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. But it is a shame that that has to be perpetuated in any stretch just to kind of keep anything that's empowering or beautiful down. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think it was very cool that they're like, yeah, let's just do an all-female screening. Yeah, Who cares? I, I think it's fantastic, and I love them for it. Yeah. And I, the Austin mayor, I have to say, has been amazing oh. this whole thing. Like, I'm... There was a, you know, a, a man who wrote a letter to the mayor of Austin basically saying, you know, like, I'm going to boycott Austin. And I think, you know, I hope your tourists your tourism goes like downhill. Really? This, and all this, this upsets you that yes. much? And the, to write to the mayor of the city 
where this theater didn't, uh, you know, this publicity thing. I mean, it, you know, they did it because they knew that it would be good for them. Gosh. And they're worried the that the mayor, women are going to take their wives. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, mayor, the mayor basically responded. I mean, his response was like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm writing you this letter to, to inform you that your email has been hacked and that like your good name is being tarnished by this racist, like blah, 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 like, or, or, you know, sexist. And like, we just wrote this whole response back to him. Like, could you imagine that this guy doesn't know? And like, you know, all these facts about women and like their contributions to society. Yep. And, like, <laughs> Yeah, because this guy's this guy's thing was it was it was a it was rant. It was like it's totally a rant. Oh man, that just you know went on about like how women don't invent things and like you know stuff like that. Just ignorance, like, just yeah, straight just, up ignorance. Just straight ignorance. And the mayor was like, "Whoa, dude." <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly we know who wrote your history books. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And he, the mayor, kind of you know said like. Um, you know, I hope that guy who hacked your email doesn't come to our town. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah, we're, we'll be great. We don't want him here either. Exactly. So That's I, I really applaud the the reaction that both the city and the theater have had to mm-hmm. the criticisms. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's been really outstanding, and I I will say like. So, so going back a, li- a little bit here to like growing up and not really being exposed to, you know, race. I was very ignorant about racism. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I had the opposite. <coughs> well, oh, it's okay, buddy. You're a hey, vicious it's watchdog. Okay. It's okay. Are you protecting me? Yeah, right. You're tiny. This <laughs> is going to get you. This is going to get you, stinker. Look at that face. There's, there's um, things happening outside. <laughs> Somebody close the car door. door. <laughs> he really is like super aware. Like we like to call his ears his little satellite dishes. They look like little they're satellite huge, dishes. They're huge. And so they cute. like, they'll be like pointed different directions. Oh. Like he's, check, he's, he's checking Sonar the Sonar radar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's definitely a little watchdog. But um, I'm not sure he knows that I don't think he could protect me if he tried. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bite your um, ankles. But uh, anyway, so I was saying um, I, I had the opposite experience with sexism because when you grow up in a very small, very like conservative, traditional, you know, town with mm-hmm. a bunch of cowboys, there's definitely plenty of sexism yeah, going around. I could only imagine. Um, you know, and and. Again, I think p- when I lived there, I probably didn't know the difference. Of course not. Because you it grew just up was with normal. It. Yeah. It, that was how it happened. You mm-hmm. know, that was just how it was. But, you know, going back and like, and even like, you know, people in my family will like say things to me and I go, how did I, how did I like come from that? And, you know, I got my father in a few of those. And yeah, I was like, yeah. Dad, oh, yeah. you're a misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I had grandma. Grandma was, I understand why you're a misogynist. You're right. But, but it's so funny because he would say something at the TV and I'd be like, geez, Dad, 
that's ridiculous what you just said. And I was offended. And then he'd try to argue it with me. And I would just kind of get up and walk out of the room. But then if I had achieved something in my life, it wasn't... I didn't hear like, you know, well, you can't be a doctor because only men are doctors. Right, yeah. Girls don't do things. He never really... Super blatant. Did it to me particularly. But it was his outward behavior towards really the TV. Like, that's how he got mad at the world was to yell at the TV. And I remember thinking, oof, that's that's (laughs) not okay, Dad. Getting into many an argument with him, especially once I got into my 20s. Yeah, yeah. It's like once you like step away from that and kind of see especially you know if you you know I moved to like Seattle because my dad actually moved to Seattle when I was like three Mm -hmm. uh, but I you know lived with my mom yeah and so it's funny to see that how how much living in Seattle changed me oh yeah versus how much it didn't change him yeah like there are definitely some things that i think have influenced him about living in the city but that he's definitely still like has that you know north dakota accent mm-hmm. and like, hold on oh yeah and he's you know he's a contractor so you know he's like a man's man and like <laughs> yeah for sure but it's, it's interesting because, like, I don't know if it's just generationally that, like, because I've been so much more exposed to these issues via the media that, like, maybe at an earlier age, my mind started being changed about things like that. I mean, and, and, and he didn't. And you know? you're a female. It, that too. Too, yeah. you know? I mean, I th- and I think it's just a, it's like a sociological parf and cultural parfait. You know, not only is it, you know, the people you grew up with, it's who they grew up with, it's what's around you, it, right. it is the media, it's your, just your nature, too, yeah. you know, that all kind of, they're all components of it. Um, but, you know, like, I would never have said I was a tomboy growing up, but I wasn't a girly girl either. Yeah, I was definitely a girly girl. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was a, a cheerleader, I was, like, on the, the pep squad, and, like, you know... I was a dancer, but like, like the girls that I danced with all like had their hair up in the same color tie, hair ties as the same socks and they're, that all match. And I was like, I don't care. I want (laughs) want an oversized black sweatshirt and I want it ripped on the (laughs) side. And you know, I was always a little more like that. And then, um, toy wall, it's not playtime right now, buddy. This, this will tie into the movie. So I, uh, when I went to theater school, like the big thing was to get into, oh, yeah, that's a squeaky pie right there, <laughs> was to get into stage combat. Oh, so you okay. got to learn how to fight unarmed, and then your first weapons you learn how to fight with are rapier and dagger, mm-hmm. and then you test with that at the end of the year. And it's really intense, and, like, everybody just freaks out, and the big, we all get to do it in the big theater. The finals are in the big theater. And then the second year you do it, you're introduced to the small sword and the broad sword, and then you get tested for, like, adjudication. So it's, like, you get mm-hmm. recommended or you get, um, oh, what is it, recommended or there's the one after that, like, the higher one after that. So I was super, super proud of it because, like, I had tested and gotten, like, the high end of all of those and got my certificates. And then I was a um, teacher's assistant for combat. I always thought I want, I was, like, I want my dad because he loved, like, medieval he liked medieval times mm-hmm. and medieval times and uh, <laughs> both and I just I was like oh I wish my dad could have come to my final and seen me fight with a sword you know like as an actor and you know right, like putting yeah. it into a scene and stuff like that and um thinking how empowering it felt for me yeah you know 
um, so when the fight scene, the, the practice scene with the women showed up in this, I almost like leaped out of my seat. <laughs> Not to mention like the women were strong. Like I was, oh, yeah, absolutely. when Tomb Raider came out, I was like, Angelina Jolie doesn't even have an ounce of muscle definition on her body. How but she... she's like supposedly climbing up rock yeah, sides. Exactly. And, yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm like, these women were strong women and beautiful and like the way that they slowed down their movements there were no overly quick edits with the fights yeah you got to see the movements happen yeah. it was gorgeous they really absolutely did an amazing it was job bre- it. that whole scene was just breathtaking to me because it was like gold and you yeah know, this beautiful right. light and uh amazing yeah. and it's like you know there there certainly have been movies before where you will see like a woman or some women fighting but this is like it's all women mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And they're totally kicking ass. Yeah. You know? So it, it is, it's really fantastic. Like, and I was wondering, tell me what you think of this. Like with the whole, like obviously there are no men on, what's the name of the island? It's not, the, they're Amazonian women, but they're, yeah. it's like, mm, 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 mm. yeah, some, something I'll something. probably butcher if I try to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, like I just did. <laughs> some Greek something. And they don't. They don't banish men from the island. It was specifically Zeus who said, nope, we're keeping you in this bubble. Yeah, right, yeah. And when you are deserved, I guess, to come out, and are these people deserved of you to come out and right, help, yeah. blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, which is like a whole line that she has yeah, about, right. like, they don't deserve you yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't think that that's a man-hating thing at all. No. Do you? No, I don't feel that way about it at all either. But I definitely... Like, it, it's, it's really f- funny to me when she's, she's telling uh, uh, Chris Pine's character in the boat ab- about, you know, reading all of the, the pleasures yes, books. And yes. it, like, I think it's pretty funny that they're like, well, you know, men are just not really, they're not really necessary. It's not that they hate men. Right. They're just not necessary. Needed. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah, sure, they're needed for reproduction, but... Right. <laughs> Which, of course, was my biggest question, like, with the women on the island. Yeah. Who's having babies? Well, I think no one. I think yeah. that was kind of the thing. Like, she was the only child on the island, and she's like, well, my mother sculpted me out of clay, and Zeus gave me life. Like, it's like, like so these women are... They never age? I guess, I guess not. I mean, that's kind of what it, it seems to me, too, that, like, they don't really know how much time has passed. Okay. Like, like she's grown up, but... She's also a god. Right. And they don't know really, like, they don't know anything about, you know, modern, like, they don't know what guns are and stuff like that. Right. So they're ki- it's kind of like they're in a bubble of time as well. Okay. I, I can get down with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, yeah, you're, I mean, really, she's the only one you see age. Yeah. On the island. Yeah. Um, which is, it's very interesting. I, I mean... It's it's always it's interesting to like talk about a, f- a film or, or really anything that has to do with feminism in the media because obviously all the women in this movie are very attractive mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and they're you know I know they're supposed to be like almost gods and you know she's a god and that's you know I'm sure why they're all amazingly beautiful right right. <laughs> But, you know... Specimens. There's right, specimens. exactly. 
but I, I like, you know, that once they kind of leave that, you know, aspect, they, they at least bring in, like, the secretary. Yeah. Who's normal looking, you know? Yeah. Like, at least she doesn't look like a model. Yeah. Because then I think there might have needed to be a discussion about that. Which you is know? funny. Like, there was that moment where they're trying to dress her, and she puts the glasses, or he puts the glasses on her, and she made a comment she, like, about... Oh, like, suddenly oh, she's suddenly not, glasses make her ugly, right? Yeah, and I was like, well, I applaud you for that. Yeah, because it well, was like this is one of those like montage scenes. This is how like, we make the Amazonian beautiful lady look like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you and I are sitting here with glasses on, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm still attractive. Yeah, I think I'm but, sexy. But it, it is it is nice too that they that that is sort of a nod to like Superman for for example. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like. I mean, that's a great a mo- point in a modern and that's in a, a modern great age, point yeah yeah and in a modern age like when that kind of thing happened like if you i don't know if you ever watched smallville when that was on but they kind of like point out when he you know puts the glasses on or whatever they're like i mean you still look like the same dude person <laughs> you're <laughs> the same not, dude with some glasses yeah on. this is not a disguise yeah really. like it's it's and i think the the point is that it's more about like clark is adopting a, a persona yeah you know it's it's like it's not just about the accessory but you know I, I do love that they put her in the glasses and the dark suit you know very it was very tied to superman was, and was not the only reference mm-hmm. to superman um i i think that you know it was really important for this movie to be uh you know um relevant yeah but they did a really good job of still making it true to not just the Wonder Woman comics, but the comics universe in general. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important, especially for, for women who read comics and are in that universe. Like, they want, they want it to be true. Yeah. You know, they want it to be right. Um, not just about the, the message of feminism, you know? Like, that's... Yeah. And like so, so, and I'm sure this is like a different. They want more, point that of view. more than exactly. it to be about feminism, right? Yeah. And, and like, and I think that's like, I'm sure. So I don't know. I think you don't really read comics a lot. No, I'm familiar, right? So I think it's really great that they made a movie that's accessible to you know people who don't necessarily involve themselves in that universe. But it's still very true to the comics, and it's, it's... Especially because this this big Wonder Woman movie, like we were talking about earlier, that there hasn't been a Wonder Woman movie, if ever. There have been two TV shows. Yeah, there were, and maybe like a TV movie-type series or yeah. something. That this is an origin story. Right, exactly. And that... I, I love that they didn't get, like, cute about it being... Mod- like, if they went to actual modern day now, right, it yeah. would be too much, like... What does an Amazonian woman do in the 2000s? Like with a cell phone, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's it's weird enough to see her in like World War One one period. Thank you. <laughs> Brain fart. Um, and and like to kind of nod to that because she is of something else. It's why right, she's more yeah. comfortable fighting in less clothes because she's used to fighting off of an island, right? Where there's only other women, and she's not really concerned. And she's about not like, ashamed of her body, right, and exactly. she, it's easier for her to move, frankly. Right? Yeah, I know. I love when she's like trying to like kick in the dresses yeah. and stuff. She's like, "This is totally impractical. Like, yeah. why would I wear this? It's like, yeah. why would anyone wear this? Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's great. It's like." You know, she hasn't, she doesn't have that societal, like, you know, pressure. Yeah. yeah. 
built into her and they system, don't have to you know. they don't have to nod too much at it right yeah you know? it's it's yeah and um I, you know i so like i said I, I do think they did a really good job keeping this very true to a comic book style i'm not yeah. a reader of wonder woman necessarily but i read plenty of other comics and i watched the show as a kid like the linda carter show yeah like it was mm-hmm. going out of style granted it was like at a period of Time where obviously my memory isn't as good. <laughs> yeah. I just remember there was one scene where she was like shaking the when she was on her island and she was shaking the coal to try to get the gold out, and then she spun around and like I I like have flashbacks of watching the show. Right. Yeah, and just thinking she was awesome. He's just, dogs just chewing on his dinosaur over here, and also too never emasculated the men by any stretch of the no, imagination. Yeah, and not I, one it was not about like making men in general, the bad guy, like, and, and, yeah, you know, uh, directly to that message. I mean, one of the bad guys, you know, AKA bad guys was a woman. Yeah. I mean, like possibly the worst of the bad guys. I love that they made her a character. Like she was like Igor, you know, like with her weird face. Like it was was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that. I, I really loved that. Um, it, you know, I think it definitely was important to keep it true to the period where there were not really a lot of women who were in positions of power or, you know, yeah. and that kind of thing, but still have characters, strong female characters in the movie, you know, where they, where they could, basically. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so I, I think that was probably a very delicate balance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Patty Jenkins, I think, kicked some ass on this. Oh, she absolutely did. And and can I obviously say, thank God this is directed by a woman, because, so, you know... Could you imagine? I, I would be so I, fascinated to see if, like, for... I don't want to use... I can't use four-letter words on this, can I? Uh, well, yeah. Shits, for shits and giggles. For shits and giggles. Okay, <laughs> shits and giggles is innocent enough. Um, for shits and giggles, what a great social experiment it would be if they said that some male was directing it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure like from the beginning, and it then would have see. just been, uh, yeah, like, our, well, and like, and so it's interesting too, because Wes and I have talked about this a little bit, uh, in regards to She-Hulk, who's my favorite character. Char- Say Char- her name again. She-Hulk. Oh, She-Hulk. Okay. Yeah. So she's, she is my favorite comic book character. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of reasons, she's, you know, I mean, she's of her era. She, she, her book started in the seventies and, you know, there definitely was still plenty of like sexualization Mm -hmm. of her in the comic books. Um, but, uh, what I love about her is that she's a strong character before she's even like a superhero. Mm. Like she's a lawyer. And she's oh she's smart and mm-hmm. she's you know fighting for justice. Yeah, fighting for justice and and in a time when female lawyers were not the norm and right, were you right. know, she, it was a struggle for her to make it be, to, to be to, to be like taken seriously. seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what I I love so much about her character is that she's she's not just strong when she's hulked out yeah yeah she's yeah, yeah. strong mentally all the time yeah and she um so that's part of why she's one of my favorite characters she's also 
in her like 80s books uh, is very irreverent and like talks to the the reader and is oh, like oh really yeah she's like and she's just like super kind of silly like look I know this is ridiculous you know like <laughs> I'm sad that that completely went past me as a kid yeah and well and that's the thing like I didn't start reading it until I was in my late mid to late twenties. Oh wow! Like I didn't. The only comic books I read as a kid were like Archie, like the Archie's Digest that mm-hmm. was at the register when you go to the grocery store. Right. Because when we were growing up, comic books were not for girls. My brother, my, well, of course, I grew up with two brothers, one right. on either side, and my younger brother was super into X Men, and all of my other female friends had brothers who were super, super into, into X Men. Yeah. So I would grab my brother's comic books and look at it, and when I saw Storm the first time, I was like, I want to be her! I know! I was like, oh my god, this is amazing! Like, And, and that was like sort of my my first like taste of, of comic books yeah. as a kid, yeah. was seeing all my you know male friends with their x-men yeah and being like whoa there's girls in this like why can't i read this and like i didn't really like explore it at that time yeah and even when um when you know wes and i first got together you know for like probably the first half of our marriage he was like i really think you should read this comic book or read that comic book i really want to get into it (laughs) and i was like you know whatever it's not my thing and then like at some point I, so I've always, like I said, I've always kind of read Archie, like, on and off, like, and, like, Betty and Veronica, so I love Betty and Veronica. Right. And in, at some point, like, in researching, like, Betty and Veronica, like, I just kind of started to, like, get a little taste for that, like, you know, like, Dan DiCarlo, he's my favorite uh, Archie artist. Mm -hmm. And he... You know, draw. He is amazing. Like the iconic Betty and and Veronica is basically his style. Um, okay. So, like, when I kind of started getting into that, I kind of started like looking at like other female, you know, characters, and I found this amazing uh, comic book character called Blonde Bombshell. And she's she's super obscure. She's not been in much. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm really intrigued by this character. Like she's very noir and she's blonde, obviously, and I'm blonde, and so I kind right, of, right. have a you know connection there. And um, and I just was like, I do, you don't see a lot of female characters from that era who have their own book and they're like totally kicking ass. Yeah. So once I kind of found her, then she she kind of makes like an appearance in some of the '80s She-Hulk stuff, mm-hmm. which is how. Wes got me to read She-Hulk. He was like, I got you this She-Hulk, you know, trade, which is like a, you know, a collection of the, of the books uh-huh. because it's got a Blonde Phantom thing in it. And it's like, I can't like buy Blonde Phantom. Like I couldn't afford to buy Blonde Phantom. Oh, okay. Like there's a few comic books. I think this is really typical of the era. A lot of them were printed on paper that was so cheap and they were, you know, not taken care of so there's not like a ton of them around anymore oh interesting and if there are they're really stinking expensive yeah (laughs) so you know they've been preserved right yeah so they've been embalmed right so he he, you know he got me something that was accessible it was you know a a trade paperback where where she just happens to have an appearance and then i was like oh my gosh i love she hulk she's amazing wow (laughs) and then after that it was like all over, you know. Like yeah, yeah. Now, at at some point, uh, like I was getting 
more comic books in our you know weekly box than Wes was. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it was like once I found like the character that I really connected to, I was like, oh, what else is out there? God, it's so cool. Yeah. Because I remember thinking even growing up, I was like, when people would be like, well, who are like your idols? Or if you were going to have dinner with one person and it could be anyone, alive or dead, who would it be? And I always had such a hard time trying to figure that out. Yeah. You know, I, I never like really I did too. Cause it's like, you know, there weren't that many like female yeah. people who you could really identify with and be like, oh, that's totally And especially because a lot of female women in history eluded me. I think history eluded me a lot in, high, <laughs> in school. Like, I didn't pay attention in school really yeah. until college. I'm a little in high school, but definitely in college. Um, I just think I wasn't, I wasn't ready to pay attention in school. Right, um, yeah, yeah. But, like, I feel like I might have, I don't know, like, did I jip myself? Did, did, yeah, did I jip myself out of like <laughs> things to aspire to, or, yeah. or or I just found them in different ways? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's if that's one of those things would be an interesting dive into in a therapy session. Like, did you know why do you have idols? Why don't you have idols? Who right. are they and why? You know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you know. So I, anyway, so what I was what I was eventually gonna make it to with the She Hulk. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I no, you I no, I got myself off track. I was like, <laughs> oh, blah, blah blah this, that, and the other thing. And like, I, I, I think it's really interesting now that like we are at a point in history where there are actually more female comic book readers than there are male comic book readers. Wow, it's by a very small margin, and that may fluctuate. That's at fascinating. Some point. But yeah, and it, and it's still even though that is now the truth, there are still people that I run into who don't know that, and and. Just think, no, comic books are for boys. I would have bet money that that was yeah. not a, an appropriate statistic. Right. And like, so like, uh, you know, I, I have, you know, met people through work who have young girls, like, te- you know, not quite teenage girls yet. And I'll be like, oh, I've got a comic book they should read. And they'll be like, a comic book, like, what? comic books are for boys, you know, right. basic kind of a thing. And I'll be like, well, no, actually. <laughs> and, and, and I think I've, I've found... Um, partially through our amazing friend uh, Amy at um, House of Secrets, which is our our comic book place that Mm -hmm. we go to get our comic books. Um, Amy Dallin, she works there and she's amazing and she has really like kind of, like I'll ask her, I'll say like, what are good books for young women? Because, you know, I have... Nine nieces and nephews. <laughs> Most of them can't read yet. But but at some point, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be able to be, like, the cool aunt. I mean, I'm pretty sure some of my nephews think I'm the coolest aunt because I have, like, Batman Legos. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they're like, what? You know, like, Adults can have Batman Legos? Like, you know. Um, so, you know, I want to be able to say, like, hey, you know, get your kid to read this or whatever. And so through that, you know, I've been able to find some comic books that are really geared towards a younger audience you know yeah. some of the some of the the mainstream stuff like the marvel stuff and the dc stuff can get very adult sometimes yeah very um, much so but there are plenty of comic books that are really great for kids mm-hmm. and i you know definitely encourage anyone to get their not just their sons but their daughters into reading comic books. Yeah. Because there's really, there's something out there for everyone. I mean, there's so many different 
types of stories in comic books now. It's not know? just superheroes. I think the first comic book I read, like the first um, animated novel I read was The Watchmen. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it was because I trust what my brother says about reading anything. Right. <laughs> I trust his taste. He's a writer. I'm like, what, do, what should I be reading? He's like, read The Watchmen. And that was right way before the movie came out. way before. Maybe a couple years before the yeah. movie came out. But it was nice to have a frame of reference. Mm-hmm. And to have real opinions about it after I had seen the film. Right. You know? And one of the female characters. Where I was like, oh, she's all beat down and whatever. I'm like, but she was a ballsy broad. And, you know, it's like, oh, but what I don't know about this comic is still a lot, even if I didn't. You know what I mean? Because you can still get nerdier about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But, yeah, it's like, it's it's really interesting. Because I have, I mean, my, um, you know, like I said, so many people just think of comic books as superheroes. And there are so much more now. and, And it's really, like, just this exploded yeah, it's so cool. And, and, you know, I mean, I read comic books uh, that are about, uh, you know, mythical characters, like um, a fantastic one called, uh, and it's totally just obviously oh, blanked on it. I hate when that happens. This happens. Um, I probably have one. Sandman. Oh, look. Like, wasn't Sandman kind of like that? or um, No, there's a one is called... Um, Wes, why can't I remember the names of anything Right you're now. on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish I could help you. Okay, it's going to come to me. But I'm a dum-dum. But it's a, a fantastic comic about, um, you know, fictitious characters. So, like, Snow White, Beauty and Beast, and, and, you know, all those sort of fairy tale characters who have uh, their universe ha- has been threatened. And so some of them have escaped and live in New York. And they live in, like, a sort of a little pocket, like a protected, like, you know, building, like an apartment building mm-hmm. that they've sort of taken over and, and have protected via magical means and whatever. But some of them, like, live in society and, you know, and, and it's a super interesting um, comic book. And, they, like, they explore, like, the history of the war that's happening in their universe. And mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's totally random <laughs> yeah but it's it's all it's like but yeah game of thrones or something like it's right. its own world it's its own little world but like they have these interactions with like modern day new york and it's super interesting but it is not for children right like, right it is very violent and there's you know the, it's very sexualized and it's mm-hmm. very like it's it is not written for children oh it's yeah. fables fables good lord <laughs> I swear, I have a I client. I'm, I'm like, I know I organized somebody's bookshelf and saw a right. bunch of fables in there. A bunch of fables, yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, you know, you work with yeah. people who do plenty of comic books who right. are in that world. And um, so fables is a really fantastic one. There's another one that's called um, Sex Criminals that I love. It's about this girl who discovers that when she orgasms, she can stop time. <laughs> Wow. And so she is like... That's amazing. I know, right? It's so crazy. Like, where did the story come from? And then she eventually meets this guy who can also do it. Like, she stops time and then is, like, surprised because he's also, like, there in the, like, stopped time, like, interacting oh. with her. And they're like, whoa, what's happening right now? I thought I was the only one. That That's the best sex ever. Yes. Stop and time. <laughs> and then they start committing crimes while time is frozen. Oh. So that's why it's called sex criminals. That's and it's, amazing. And then they, there's like, you know, time police start chasing them and it's, it's amazing. 
Like, it's so... Oh, my God. No, like, an aha video is in my head. That is I so say, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's just such a broad variety of options. And, like, you know, I think that not, not all girls have access to that yet. You know, like, if you live in L.A., sure. Like, we, we go to our House of Secrets, our comic book store. Is that the one on Sunset? Uh, no, it's in Burbank. It's on... Burbank, I think. It's or Magnolia. Bur- I don't know. It's in Burbank. There's one close to me, and now I'm going to walk in that, and I'm going to be texting you going, yeah, Daddy, which one should I get? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, any, any, you know, I think if you're in a metropolis area, like mm-hmm. metropolitan area, like L.A., there are tons of good comic book stores. And, like, our, our comic book store, House of Secrets, they give a discount if you bring your children in. <laughs> oh, Walt, it's okay, buddy. That's Calm down. I know you don't like children. It's okay. <laughs> hey, come here. Come here. Come here. You guys have it's no idea okay. how cute this There's is. Wes. Go see Wes. What's happening right now? You're in so much trouble. Oh, look at you. You know. You're trying to hide. <laughs> <laughs> that face. It's like, he, I'm not moving. I know. He heard somebody close their door. I mean, they could be coming onto the property. Like, that wasn't know. a gunshot. No, yeah, no, just somebody closing the door. <laughs> loudly. <laughs> loudly. <laughs> Very loudly. Um, yeah, so, so like I was saying, so, so they give you a discount if you bring your children into the store with you. You get a family discount. That's so cool. I know, it's so smart. And, like, but, like, you know, like, I know that kids in my town where I grew up probably have never seen a comic book store. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the internet, you can mm-hmm. get anything anywhere, but they might not know, you know, they don't have that, that human on the other side of the, of the counter saying, check this out, you know, this would be great for you, like, what's your interest? That's and, the like, unfortunate. I, I, what I'm hoping is that, again, I, why I'm hoping, like, record, more record stores are coming back, comic book stores, we're trying, we're, like, going... We're going retro in a, in a positive way. It's, yeah. it's bringing people back into like, you love this too. Let me tell you to check it out like this. This right, one recorded yeah. in this place is blah blah blah. This you know like it, if you like that you'll probably like this. Yes. Other thing. You know like and and so like you know my hope for my my nieces and nephews is that I can kind of be that source for them and be like oh you like this let me check this you out. Know, I don't yeah. know but let me ask the, my person my let me ask my girl at the yeah. at the shop and and you know get you reading something that's that's you're gonna love and and it's it's really interesting because like now i'm i have so many comic books that i read that i'm like behind yeah now you've got <laughs> like, a to-do oh, I gotta list catch up on such and such because like i'm i'm so far behind and and you know that's like tv shows like you, yeah. you know there's so many good ones that yes. you can't keep up with all of yeah. them yeah so it's it's good to find like your ones that you really like yeah and you know Stay with them. Just read those. Be, yeah, the, be those. the fan. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So it's, it's, and I think that definitely, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people who, who maybe there aren't any comic books that they'll love. But if you don't try, then you'll never know. Right. It's just another medium. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, I'm such a visual person. I mean, you know, I'm an interior designer yeah. and like color is super important to me and like, you know, I think I'm one of those weird people who has like four eye cones or whatever. Right, right. Seems like more colors. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so having consuming media in such a visual, like visceral way is really appealing. Fantastic yeah. to me. Like some, like it sometimes is really hard for me to get into a book unless it's very has very descriptive, descriptive. language. Like Are if I can c- form a clear picture in my head of what. 
it is that I'm reading, then I, I will connect with it on a, a much that makes so much better sense. basis. But I have to ask you something goofy because okay. I always describe this is how people treat their their coffee mugs. Okay. Do you drink coffee in the morning? I drink tea sometimes, like a hot. People English are breakfast. very tactile about their mugs, which is while they they will allow, even if they're a little OCD and they they want everything to be matchy matchy. If there is a mug that is like of a certain color or shape or something, people put that attachment, that kind of like yeah, visceral yeah. like it feels this way when I hold it and the coffee's yeah. like this, and that's why I was like, <laughs> do you have a favorite mug? Because you know, it's funny because I I have. A few favorite mugs. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. I think I'm proving my point right now, right? (laughs) And like, I, it's also, it's, it's, it's kind of like ties directly into my like, you know, people always ask me like, well, what's your favorite style of design? And I'm like, I love all of them. Like, you know, sure, there are some that I'm like, okay, that's like green and orange shed carpet is pretty, right, right. But I have at least an appreciation for you know, every style Everything, of yeah. Like, I can see what people would like about it, even if it's not my my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think to be a good designer, you have to have that. I mean, it's like it's like being, you know, an actor. Like, you should have, even if you're not a, a comedic actor, mm-hmm. you have to have an appreciation for that type of acting. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it's, I, I'm such a visual person that, like, I love more than one mug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> more than one favorite mug. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, you're absolutely right. Like I have all matching dishes, but I have a million, million different mugs. Mugs. That's mugs. the weirdest thing. It's the one dish that's like this it's thing okay. is it's very this personal is to me. Yeah. Matches. Yeah. 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 No, I definitely that's so have funny. like, you know, a, I have like a princess mug and I have like my personal current favorite is um, one that uh, a designer friend got me. Because I, I, you know, for birthdays and stuff, I'm always, like, making people jewelry and doing, like, crafty stuff like that. Uh-huh. And um, so she got me a mug that says crafty-ass bitch, and I love it. Yep. It's hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's on, like, cur- cursive, swirly letters. Yeah. And, like, it's, You're like, crafty-ass yeah. bitch when she does. So, and I love it. And, like... You know, it's so sort of irreverent, and and it's yeah. and it's a little like feminist, but right? Not, not right. like in your face feminist, but like yeah. a little bit like you that's know, a, it's a badass mug, uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I, it's seriously one of my personal favorites currently. You know, obviously that will rotate, and I'll find a new favorite mug. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It always happens yeah, like that. Yeah. But um, and, and of course, I'm always wanting to purge things, but I'm like, no, not, not the mugs, mug. not yeah. mugs, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is really fascinating, the tie between you as an artist and a visual artist being very tied to watching a story being told in front of you very yeah. much that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's it, like I said, like with, you know, just straight print media, like it has to be very descriptive. descriptive like yeah. it can't um, hold my attention mm-hmm. if I'm not forming a picture in my head of what's happening. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, so you know, it's 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 very it's very interesting to have that sort of whole other option, you know. And it's funny too because I have um, Wes got me this She Hulk book that is a novelization of one of the comics, one of the comics, one of the like series of comics, and I I can't get through get it in it the same I can't way. Get yeah, into it. like I can't. 
it's just not it's just not the same like, wow that's interesting <laughs> and it's funny too because like even though you know i i probably could form a pretty clear picture of what's happening right because you know i've read the books and i know like the environment and you know i know what the character looks like and all that kind of stuff i still for some reason just i cannot like and i don't know if maybe it's just hard to novelize a comic book because it is so visual yeah um you know, it's just, I don't know, I just can't get into it. Well, I mean, <laughs> again, it's like, it's why uh, when you take a book and you try to make it a movie, it's, it's you know, what do you have to kill? Because you need to, it to right. be more visual than narrative. Right, and, and too, like, I, I, I think some of the books that don't translate very well to movies are very much about how the character thinks and perceives things. Absolutely. Because they're so in their head, and, like, you're you're getting their thoughts but that's really hard to translate onto a film without having like a narrator and like that doesn't always work very well. Yeah, I mean well look at One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The book is done from Chief's perspective, but the the movie is done from a third person not not involved perspective, right, just the right. director's perspective yeah, or whatever. And, like you'll get like a you get just a very different yeah. experience yeah. out of that. Um so yeah, it's it's really interesting but you know like I was saying, I think they did a really good job with Wonder Woman in, in tying that to the, the comic book, to the, the print universe, yeah. and making it very true to the fandom because, you know, it is such a huge base of women that actually read comic books now. I mean, it's like it's like 51% to 48%. I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah. it's very close. That's so wild. Which is great, and, and I love it. And so, like, to have this movie come out and, and be right yeah <laughs> is so important and so great and like you know I, I was teasing Wes earlier I was like well when are we gonna get a She-Hulk movie and and that I brought it up because it almost has had like there have been talks about it mm. but the problem is that like the the director who they were in you know in talks with to to make this She-Hulk movie he didn't get it. Like he was a man, <laughs> for starters. <laughs> it's like, I, you know, I, yeah. Not, not to say necessarily that a man can't make a good comic book movie about a woman, but it's like women, especially, are so underrepresented in the production side of L, of of movies that it's like if you're gonna make a comic book movie about a female character, like you want. That's that the, perspective. That's the thing too. It's not just about like blow them up, knock them down kind of stuff right. with like a little bit of, you know, with some history and, and your villains and whatever. That's why this the this Wonder Woman movie being an origin story is so fascinating because you understand who she is through and through with every decision that she makes. Right. Why she decides to go to no man's land. Which, did you hear that Patty Jenkins apparently had to fight to keep that scene in? Yeah, we were, we're Wes and I were talking about this earlier, and it was like, she was like, I just don't think that they understood, like, why this is so important to, her. to, the, to the film. And to the film. It was, like, it's like the crux of the film right there. Yeah, and, and, and um, you know, she was saying, like, they kept being like, well, who's she fighting? And, and she was like, it's not about that. Like, yeah. This scene is not about who the enemy is or, you know, she's kicking the enemy's butt. It's about saving it's the people. Her, and, it's, and it's about her saying, no, I'm doing it. Like, th- yeah. I'm done being told no. Yep. This is happening. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's, it's 
super important to the film. And so I'm so glad that, that she was able to keep that because you it would have I mean, it would have been a weaker film without that. It scene. definitely would have been. And and you know I'm sure you see it as more even than I do in LA how underrepresented women are in the film industry. And you know it's <laughs> people we could have a whole me, podcast just about that. I just thought it was so funny. I just have to make this comment because people again that like who's your favorite? What's your best? What's your those questions? Yeah, which are fun when you're getting to know somebody, but it's it's hard to really have an answer to be yeah. super descriptive of yourself. But it was what it was what character would you play if you could play any character in any movie? And I was like, Walter Sobchak from The Big Lebowski. And I'm like, because he's hilarious and he's amazing and he's... Now, granted, there are wonderful whatever, but in terms of my style, Mm -hmm. I gravitated towards a male character because you Mm -hmm. don't see... You're starting to now a little bit. Yeah, it's getting better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For having characters who are written that way. and mm-hmm. But it's because she is also that way. And she's right. also a creator and a writer. I'm not. I didn't... I wish I could have, you know, crafted <laughs> that 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 niche for myself or niche or whatever you say. But, um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's just an interesting... It's an interesting world here yeah. in Hollywood and, and like land. I said, like, we could have a whole... We could have a whole mm-hmm. podcast... Like, not even just an episode, a whole podcast. Yeah, and I'd probably get sick of my own voice. Probably there is one. But, like, um, you know, so I think it was was super important that they had a female director because, uh, so what I was saying with the the She-Hulk, you know, movie when they were in talks about that, the the director not only was a man and probably wouldn't have, you know, understood the character as well as, well, and, and it's interesting, too, because, like, I say that, but these these characters traditionally were written by men, yeah, and that's that's changed over time. There are plenty of you know female writers mm-hmm. and artists and and all that you know editors and whatnot in comic books now yeah. still underrepresented, much like the film industry. But you know, probably growing a little bit faster, I think, than uh, you know, yeah, than film, but. Like, I just don't think you get the same movie out of a, a male director. And this this guy not only was like, you know, maybe he could have been the, the most well-intentioned man who, like, thought, like, I really get this character. And maybe he could have made a really great movie. But the man that they were talking to about this movie didn't get it at all. Mm. Like, to the point where he said, um, well, you know, She-Hulk was just created so that Hulk would have somebody to bang. Which, if you know, which is super misogynistic to begin with. But if you know anything about She-Hulk, like you've just offended the writer, well, by the way. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. but like, but like, the thing is that She-Hulk is Hulk's cousin. Like, they are related. Hilarious. Like, so it, it was just it wasn't. It was like you don't know what you're talking about. You're ignorant. ignorant. You really, really don't, don't know what you're talking, you're talking about. about. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's it just was like if that guy makes a She-Hulk movie, I'm gonna throw a fit. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be so mad. So, you know, I make this joke like, well, we're going to be getting a She-Hulk movie. But, <laughs> you know, I will wait for the, for the right person. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, if it's going to get done faster because that guy will make it, I don't care. I don't right. want it make. I don't want it made, you know. So, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting. I'm really just so glad that they had a female director who really understood what this movie needed to be and, you know, was able to Keep it very true to the character and to yeah. the comic book, and and 
still be like very relevant without being like super in your face about about it being like oh it's about feminism you know like it right was, right it was subtle and a good movie it was just yeah. a good movie it was just generally all around <laughs> yeah it was a pretty good movie yeah <laughs> which is funny because I was like two movies I've seen lately lately that I'm so in love with are Logan and Wonder Woman yeah well and that's funny because we watched Logan also this weekend I think we watched it on maybe Saturday mm-hmm. or we might have seen it the same day I can't remember but also very good um so yeah I, it it's i think they did such a fantastic job with it i'm so glad that it is doing so well mm-hmm. i mean it's uh let's see i have here this weekend grossed 103 million dollars so very like, successful film yeah <laughs> which is you know i think it's really important because there are plenty of you know, feminist movies and movies by women and about women and all that thing, that stuff out there that do not get that much attention. Because it's quote-unquote feminist. Right. And this movie was a superhero movie first. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, it was also a feminist movie, you know? It's female empowering. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not, it's not just like a, it's not like an angry, I'm going to throw it in your face feminist movie. Yeah. Again, it's like, that was not the aim Right. But it was definitely protected. Exactly. So I definitely have to appreciate that. And, and I mean, I have to applaud uh, Patty Jenkins yeah. as not just, you know, a fantastic female director, but the first female to direct a superhero movie about a female protagonist. Like, it's just, you know. Yeah. All around awesome. <laughs> <laughs> here, here. Yeah. But, and, and, you know, I think it's important, too, that we've touched on this a little bit, but I think it's important that she, uh, even though she was, like, sort of, you know, the first, she still gave a nod to, you know, the, the superhero films that have come before this because it's important, you yeah. know? It's Bruce, like... I love Bruce Wayne's letter at the end. Yeah. That's where the picture comes from. Right. I was like, did that say Bruce Wayne? Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. At the beginning, that Wayne Enterprises truck yes. rolls up or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's really important that they put those little, like, connections to that universe in there and, and you know, gave a nod to right. what's come before and, and what sort of has paved the way for a superhero movie to even be, a, you know popular right acceptable like mainstream thing so because yeah. you know 20 years ago sure you could make a superman movie but you you probably would not have made this great of a wonder woman movie like it just would not have happened yeah um so you know uh let's see hold on Trying to just uh, I'm looking at my my little my little sheet here Your of trivia Irvine. to see if there's any anything else I want to you know make sure that we mention talk about or mention or um let's see those of you at home <laughs> we're just hanging out. <laughs> I'm drinking pure tea. Can't say the brand unless we're going to be getting money for sponsored. it. Sponsored. <laughs> I'm sure Wes would love it if we were sponsored by this iced, iced particular tea. Yeah. tea. 
uh, we buy it by the case at Costco. And when I say buy the case, I mean we buy six cases at a time. He brought a case over to to the yard sale. Yes, yeah, yeah, because that's how he rolls. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's actually probably the real reason we got a Costco membership in the first place. (laughs) Just for the tea. Just for the tea. I mean, sure, we buy other things when we go there, but it was really for the tea. (laughs) I mean, everything else you can buy on Amazon, so... Right. Uh, And do we really need, you know... Six jars of giant pickles. Oh my gosh, I know, I know. I could do it every time I went home to visit my folks when I was in college. Yeah, yeah, we, we definitely do the like, you know, the paper products that are not gonna spoil. Yeah, and then they just like erode through every other part of the house. You're right, yeah. <laughs> we cover it all? I think we covered it, most of it. Um, so let's see. I'll I'll read just a couple of these facts just so we get we get them in there. Okay. Um, so so Patty Jenkins' most expensive film that she had uh, directed prior to this was eight million dollars. Wow. And Warner Brothers spent one hundred and fifty million dollars making this. Wow. Which to almost have already made that up in the first weekend is is amazing. I mean, it's yeah. a success. This movie is a success. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Um, so. We, I, you know, I already mentioned she's the first woman to direct a superhero film about a female protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also the first female director to direct a film with a budget over a hundred million dollars. The first, the first. That's like, amazing. How crazy is that? That's amazing. It's super crazy. Wow. <laughs> so, um, you know. All, all of the props to Patty Jenkins. Seriously, these things need to be spoken about because yeah. that's that's unfortunate. But uh, right, God. yeah, that thank God it has finally happened, yeah. and hopefully, and it's a this great will, film. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's such a great film, and it's been so successful, and hopefully, this will you know pave the way for more, yeah, of the same in the future. Um, and then let's see. Uh, so we talked about them, there being references to the Superman. There's also there also was a reference to the Linda Carter's show. Um, Linda Carter, uh, I don't think was in this one because Mm-mm. of scheduling conflicts. I think she wanted to be. You know, there was certainly the option was there, but um, they just couldn't make it happen. So she is go- supposed to be in in the future film at oh, some great. point. Um, she was not just forgotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she and was then, the premiere, I think. let's see. Uh, I think that's most of the little factoids yeah, that I have. The only I can think about is a bad one, and that's just because Lebanon is Lebanon. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure there will be plenty of pushback on this film from mm-hmm. less progressive countries. <laughs> However, very happy that this is not a white woman. Yes. And, and not even an American woman. Right? Like, I, yes. You know, like, good move. <laughs> and she was fantastic. I yeah, she really, was amazing. She and was she did fantastic. such an amazing job. I, she was fantastic. Yeah. I, I cannot say enough good things about Gal Gadot. Um, but yeah, okay, so that, I think that pretty much covers it. Right on. We talked about lots of stuff. Um, Thanks for listening to us blather. Yeah, Stephen West will have a new episode coming out soon. Uh, they are discussing the Argentinian film Wild Tales. I think I saw this with Wes at the film festival. Hmm. Uh, is it, I'm trying to remember, is it a series of shorts? Um, kind of. 
they're so, sort of connected, if I remember right. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I saw it, apparently. I barely remember it, but it was good. I remember it being good. I remember it being funny. Um, so check that one out. That'll be the next episode to come out after this one. Um, view the right thing, y'all. View the right thing. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Uh, if you don't use Apple, you can subscribe at vtrtmovies.podbean.com. Uh, you can send comments and questions to view the right thing on Facebook or on Twitter at vtrtmovies. If you'd like to tweet me, you can tweet me at vtrtmovies. Um, I don't use my own Twitter very much, so. Probably better to tweet it at BTRD Movies and Wes will tell me I live in the same house. Um, and then where can people find you on uh, social media? My uh, website is www.brasstaxorganization.com, T-A-C-K-S. I also have a Facebook page uh, under Brass Tax Organization. And I am, I have, my Instagram is at Brass Tax Organization. I also have an at Joey Hansa that I rarely use and an at Joey Hansa on Twitter that I'm barely ever you Because <laughs> I am an old lady and I don't do things like that so much anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, and so that's it for this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And until next time, bon Bye cinema. Bye, guys.